In today's economic storm, people's retirement accounts are being devastated. Consumers are searching for a safe place to put their money. Are you feeling the same? If you are, please get ready to listen and learn about a new concept that will give you financial security and peace of mind. Now, here is the host of Become the Banker, certified financial planner and award-winning author, Joseph Quijano. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the uh, Become the Banker's radio show on Inspire Choices Network. I want to just uh, talk to you a little bit about the, uh, the segment that we're going to be doing today. This is really, really important because the whole, the whole practice that we do, we are a financial planning firm. We are helping people every single day achieve their financial dreams. We've been doing it for the past 47 years. So I think there's no doubt in my mind that we have seen almost everything in the world of what creates financial success and what creates financial failure. And today, the topic is going to be having money discipline. Yes, I'm going to tell you again, you have to have the discipline in order to get ahead financially. Now, we meet people from all walks of life, whether they're multimillionaires, professional people, unemployed people, people that are just barely making it. And I can tell you that there's, no, there's every single person that has achieved financial freedom, financial security, they have a set pattern of doing things, they have a set pattern of thinking, and they have one very important thing, and that is the discipline. Because with that discipline, you can't really achieve any financial wellness. And one of the biggest topics that we talk to our clients about is having the discipline to pay themselves first. One, one area that we see all the time is people that achieve financial freedom, they pay themselves first. Now, I'm going to tell you that we have met people that are making millions of dollars, but they're not paying themselves at all. And they, they really don't know where their money goes. I mean, we met a couple that uh, husband and wife are doctors. And uh, they're making well over a million dollars a year. And when we uh, went through their budget, they had nothing to show. Very little in savings. And I really, I, I, I was amazed. So I asked, where, where does your money go? You know what they told me? It evaporates. It evaporates. Oh my gosh. I mean, making that kind of money and having nothing to show, living, living paycheck to paycheck amazes me. And then on the other hand, I met a lady, I would say about maybe 10 years ago, and um, she came to one of the seminars because we, we, we used to do seminars. Now we do webinars because of the pandemic that we're facing. But this lady, very humble lady, we sat down with her and we found that she had a sizable savings account balance. I mean, sizable and over $70,000, okay, of liquid cash. And uh, 
I was amazed. I said, you know, first of all, what do you do for a living? And she told me, I'm a housekeeper. I'm a house cleaner. I clean homes for a living. And I immediately thought, well, I bet you this lady has a company, you know, with a lot of employees. No, she says, I'm the only one. I myself clean homes each and every day. I get paid daily when I finish cleaning a home. And I said, yeah, but how did you accumulate this amount of money? And she told me, many years ago, I decided that every Friday, every single Friday was going to be my payday. That means whatever I made every Friday, I was going to save it. Was that brilliant? That's absolutely brilliant. That's genius. And I said, was it hard? Was it difficult to, to do that? She said it was, it was very, very difficult at the beginning. But now, second nature. I don't even miss it. So this lady knew the secret of what the wealthy have actually known for centuries. And that is, they always paid themselves first. So let me ask you one thing. Are you doing that? Are you paying yourselves first? If you're not, the whole topic of today's show is going to be, we're going to motivate you, hopefully, to pay yourselves first. You know, you want to be, you want to be able to, 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 I mean, you are the most important person. And if you're not taking care of you, you know, this is what happens. A lot of people, they go to work. They make money, just like the doctors that I was telling you about. They put their money in a checking account, and they begin to pay everybody else first. All the bills. They go out. They buy things. And they forget to pay who? Themselves. And they're the ones working for the money. I call this economic slavery. Because you're working for nothing. You're paying everybody else first except you. Now, on the other hand, the house cleaner lady that I was talking to you about is different. She was using the true discipline of paying herself first. So if you're not doing it, please take note. Take note. I want you to please sit down and decide right now what percentage of the money that you're earning each and every month are you willing to pay yourself first? I mean, make it realistic. I know, you have, I know we all have bills to pay, but I mean, you need to take control and pay yourselves first. So what percentage would you be willing to pay yourselves first? Would it be 10%? 20%? I'm going to tell you a guideline here. If you are 
younger than 40, 40 years of age, 10% would be a very good goal to pay yourselves. 10% of whatever you're making, net, after taxes, after deductions, 10% net. If you over the age of 40, you need, you need to really set your mind to start paying yourselves between 20% to 25%. Why? Because time is money. And when you're a little bit older, let me say you have less time to accumulate. So let me say you have to put more money in to your account. So under the age of 40, 10% would be wonderful. I'd almost say 15% on there too. Say that again? I would almost say 15%. Yeah, or, yeah, or 15%. Right. But I mean, that would be phenomenal, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but, but don't you agree, Jordan, that if you're over the age of 40? Yes. You got to go and start paying yourselves like maybe 20 to 25%. Absolutely. You got to make up for some time, especially for anybody who's procrastinated over the years. That's the biggest rule is to be able to set more money aside. You can't make back time, but hopefully we're making a little bit more money in our older age so that we can hopefully put aside more money to, to make up for those years that you didn't put any money aside. So absolutely, 20 to 25% over 40, and I'd say... 15%, maybe 20 if you're under the age of 40. That is right. So, so, you know, today, you know, having the money discipline is very important. But you also need to know where you are financially. Don't you agree, Jordan? I mean, you have to really know where, where are you financially at this point? Yes, absolutely. And otherwise, you don't know what to be looking for. <laughs> kind of from our previous show that we spoke with this last couple of weeks, the whole idea is to take a kind of a gauge or, or, or a take on where you're at with your finances, where you're at with your bills. And if you can figure out, you know, what's going out the back door with your budget and what's coming in the front door with your income, you have a little bit more clear picture to figure out how much money uh, is left over at the end of the month and how much money you should really be setting aside. And we're going to be talking about a gentleman by the name of, Northcott Parkinson. And this is one of my favorite topics today because it goes hand in hand with everything my father's mentioning right now, which is talking about not only setting that budget and realizing where money's going, but you have to figure out really what is it that's giving you these hurdles to not have the financial discipline. So if we can understand where these hurdles are that are keeping us from having that financial discipline, just maybe we can actually get ahead financially and overcome these little discipline hurdles and be able to have a realistic budget and a realistic goal set in place. So, so listen up, Northcott Parkinson. He was a wonderful economist in the early 1900s and really famous, by the way. And I want to tell you something that um, his, his teachings are still being used today in the human resources uh, departments of all companies. Now, he had actually three definite reasons. He, he, he taught three 
different sets of, you know, reasons as to why people don't make it financially. And one of them is what he, what he called the time envelope. And by the way, this is what's being used today in the human resources worlds of all companies. The time envelope. He said, if you give a person 90 days to complete a job, when are they going to get it done? The 90th day. The 90th day. That is right. That's what they call procrastination. Now, here in the United States, we pay taxes each and every year, and they're due April the 15th. You want to know something? The post office stays open till midnight, April the 15th, because people wait till the last minute to file their taxes. That's, again, procrastination. Now, if you do that, if you procrastinate about paying yourselves first, if you put that aside, you see, time will go by. You know, it's amazing. Time flies. And I really mean that, seriously. Time really flies. I just, I just can't believe how fast time passes. Now, you may, not, you, you may not be thinking like this if you're 30 years old or even 25. You think, oh, I got plenty of time. You know, I got plenty of time. So why should I save right now? I'm 25 years of age. I got 40 years left before I become 65. So I can, I can wait. Then all of a sudden, you become 35. And you, can, and you still think, you know what? I'm only 35 years of age. I got time. I got 30 years left. Then all of a sudden, you become 50. And then you become 60. Then all of, all of a sudden, reality sets in and you have no more time. Now, you have a good example, Jordan, you know, about the two brothers that we talk about all the time. Absolutely. Do you have those numbers at the top of your head? Yeah, I do. And we'll, uh, I think, we're going to go to break real quick here, and I'll be able to, to bring those numbers up. So, so let's, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll go over those numbers that show really the cost of time of waiting. So please listen up. If what you thought to be true about money turned out not to be true, when would you like to know about it? Most of us have been taught wrong about money either by our family or friends. Our school system does not have any curriculum to teach us how money really works and how to make our money grow without risk in any economy. By tuning in to Become the Banker radio show with certified financial planner Joseph Quijano, you'll learn the truth about money and strategies to help you grow your money without risk. Are you ready to thrive financially in the economy? Listen for Become the Banker radio show every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world 
knowing your voice matters, and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Become the Banker Radio Show with certified financial planner Joseph Quijano. To participate in today's show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask to comment by email to joseph at becomethebanker.org or text to 303-880-0887. Welcome back. And uh, right before the show, we were talking to you about the cost of waiting, basically. You know, people procrastinate. That's one of the, uh, what uh, this, this economist by the name of Parkinson really put together. Three reasons why people fail financially. And one of them, they procrastinate. They put things off until the, the, the very last minute. And then most people run out of time. So Jordan, why don't you share, share with the group, you know, those uh, statistics, please. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy how these numbers really play out and, and you hit it right on the head there, Joe. It's a matter of when you start setting money aside versus uh, you know, what kind of time you have for interest to compound for your interest to make interest for you. So we, we have read a little study here between two brothers, one named Ken and one named Ben. So Ken and Ben here both uh, have the idea of retiring at the age of 65. Now Ken started putting $1,000 away at the age of 30. And he was putting it away for only 10 years. So he put 1000 away for 10 years, starting from age 30 all the way to age 40. And at age 40, he didn't put any more money in there. He just let the interest work for him or in other words, earn compound interest. Now, Ben, on the other hand, maybe he was a little bit delayed in starting. And so he didn't start putting money aside until the age of 45. And, and this is such a true story for so many people that maybe life gets in the way, you have a family, you have kids, you got college, you have a new home, and it procrastinates you from putting money aside for retirement or just money aside. So Ben started putting money away at age 45, where Ken started putting money away at age 30. Now, Ben, on the other hand, though, he said, you know what? Because I'm starting at the age of 45, I'm still going to put $1,000 away each year. But instead of only doing it for 10 years, like Ken did, he's going to do it for 20 years. He's going to double it because he wants to make back some of that time. So again, Ken only put money away for 10 years starting from age 30 to age 40, Ben, on the other hand, said, you know what, if I'm starting at age 45, I'm going to put it away for 20 years all the way up to age 65. Same amount of dollars, $1,000, he just did it double. Well, the bottom line at the end, Ken, the very first one, he only put money away for 10 years. His account was worth almost $70,000 at the age of 65. And again, he only put $1,000 away for 10 years. Ben, on the other hand, his account at age 65 was worth just shy of 40000 It's actually closer to 39000 And this right here, the difference of 
$31,000 is what cost Ben the time of waiting. Because he even put in double the amount of money, you would think he would have caught up time. But in reality, for Ken, he had all those years of compound interest working from him for him from age 30 all the way up to age 65. And Ben only had it for age 45 to 65. So it is good to get your foot in the right direction. Don't get me wrong. But the earlier, the better, because you could never replace time. And sometimes the cost of waiting is so great that you might not have enough money to make up that difference. Just like Ben's example, he put it for double the amount of time when he probably also needed to put double the amount of money as well just to get to even from what Ben, what, from what Ken did. So, so that right there, ladies and gentlemen, that cost of waiting is what we're talking about that's so crucial for anybody's financial plan. And we understand life gets in the way sometimes. Life throws you curveballs. But you have to get your foot in the right direction, even if you're only putting a few thousand dollars away at the end of the year. If you're starting at the age of 30 or 35, you're going to be light years ahead of somebody who's just starting at 50 or 55 with only a few more years before retirement. So keep this in mind. Procrastination really is the cost of waiting. If you procrastinate with your retirement plans, sometimes you're not going to have the full amount of money you need for retirement, even if you do double the money or double the time, I should say. That's, that's why we are hitting this hard today. You have to get past the time envelope. Just like my father mentioned in the first part of our segment here, Parkinson's Law, the time envelope, it's human nature to go through procrastination. We're given 30 days to do a job. We'll wait until the 30th day to complete the job. Well, let's stop waiting until the 30th day. Let's actually start earlier and start our financial future on a better track. That's the goal here. Now, the second rule of Parkinson's Law, and I like this one a lot because I think we all are guilty of this. All of us fall into this rule. A luxury once enjoyed becomes a necessity. I'm going to repeat that. A luxury once enjoyed becomes a necessity. How many of us have cell phones these days? I mean, I, mean, I, I think it'd be safe to say that everybody probably has a cell phone nowadays. <laughs> and that is a perfect prime example of a luxury once enjoyed has become a necessity. I mean, before we used to have landlines. You'd be far and few between to find any, anybody with landline these days or pagers or even phone booths. We have all developed into this necessity mindset that we have to have cell phones now. And most people, that's all they have. We don't have landlines anymore. Very rare. So think about it. My father has a great example. I'm going to let him share with, with him and his wife on his luxury that's been enjoyed. That uh, really, I think, again, it's easy for us to get caught up in this because we do like – all of us like to have some finer things in life. And all of us like to have some – ease in our life and i'm gonna let my father share his, his example because i think this fits right in par with this <laughs> <laughs> no that is right i mean nobody is actually immune to this law that a luxury once enjoyed becomes a necessity i mean i, I am a certified financial planner and i and i fell victim to the same topic that we're talking about today 
about, uh, it must have been like now 15 years ago, I bought a car. And this car had everything, all the options, including heated car seats. I'm talking about heated car seats. And I'm sure like in Canada, here in the United States, we get winters that are pretty brutal sometimes, here in Colorado anyway. And um, my wife and I loved the car because you can just push the button and it would have heated car seats. Wonderful. She doesn't let me buy another car without them. And about two years ago, I traded that car. I traded the car for a new one. And the new one that we're driving today, guess what? In addition to having heated car seats, it has a heated steering wheel and a heated console. So when you put your elbow, you rest on the console, it's warm. You don't even have to have gloves in the wintertime. It's beautiful. Then all of a sudden, guess what? Guess what? It dawned on me. See, I was raised in Iowa. And Iowa is a state, if you don't know, if you don't know where it is, it's in the Midwest. And it gets frigid, cold. I mean, it's humid. And in the winter times, the, uh, the cold goes right through your body. I mean, it's terrible. And it dawned on me that back then, there were no cars with heated car seats. There were no cars with heated steering wheels. There were no cars with heated consoles. And you know what? We survived. So it dawned on me, and I'm going to tell you right now that nobody is immune to this problem, that a luxury once enjoyed becomes a necessity. Necessity, just like my son was talking about, that cell phone. Absolutely. I mean, I remember growing up, and uh, before I came to this beautiful country of the uh, United States, in Mexico City, they had phone booths on the streets where you can put a quarter and make a phone call. I haven't seen any, any, any phone booths for years. Everything has been replaced by the cell phone. A luxury, once enjoyed, becomes a necessity. Think about it like this. Have you ever misplaced your phone, your cell phone? Did you go crazy looking for it? Absolutely, I bet you did. I know I have because my entire life is in the little cell phone that I carry. Everything that I do, every appointment that I have, you know what? It's right there. See, <coughs> Apple, Apple, Microsoft, they know that. So that's why they have the, the app, Find My Phone. I mean, think about it. You lose it, you go, you go crazy. You go, you go into total panic. Okay, so a luxury once enjoyed becomes a necessity. But really, think about it. In the time of your parents' era, or your grandparents, see, if they didn't have the money, they didn't buy things. And that generation was a lot better off 
financially than we are. I see people today, ladies and gentlemen, buying things, refinancing their homes at the age of 70 or older. They'll never be out of debt. Why? Because they get trapped into this law, negative law, that a luxury once enjoyed becomes a necessity. So we need to definitely have the discipline to say, hold on a second. I mean, if my parents didn't have it, and they survived, and, and they were better off than we are, why don't I try to follow that example? So sometimes we need to get down to the basics. Don't you agree, Jordan? Yes, and I think you hit it right on the head. I mean, today we live in this instant gratification world that you, we all want everything. And, and the sad thing is, is nowadays you don't even have to have money to buy it. You can just charge it up. We live in this world that you don't have to actually have the money. You can just charge everything. So this is, again, the sad reality of where we're at is – luxuries are always advertised with that new car on TV, that new, uh, you know, best buy sale for the new, uh, you know, TVs that are out or the new computers or whatever the case is. It's tempting. It's temptation at its finest. And so again, for us to have this struggle financially, and if we basically, you know, fall into this trap, it's going to put us, into a position that's going to set us backwards or building for our retirement or planning for our budget. That is, that is the world we live in is this instant gratification world. And we have to fight the temptations. Otherwise we're going to be left handicapped financially and, and, and truly going to be back going backwards. So we're going to be taking another break here. And once we return, we're going to hit the last rule of Parkinson's law here or the last, yeah, I should say rule. And then, from there, we're going to give you some solutions on how to fix this and really get yourself in a great financial position. So I'm Jordan Quijano with my father, Joseph Quijano, with Become the Banker on Inspired, Inspired Choices Network. And we're going to be right back with you right after this short break. If what you thought to be true about money turned out not to be true, when would you like to know about it? Most of us have been taught wrong about money either by our family or friends. Our school system does not have any curriculum to teach us how money really works and how to make our money grow without risk in any economy. By tuning in to Become the Banker radio show with certified financial planner Joseph Quijano, you'll learn the truth about money and strategies to help you grow your money without risk. Are you ready to thrive financially in the economy? Listen for Become the Banker Radio Show every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific. Investments hit all-time lows, except for Become the Banker. Do you know how much money was lost in those accounts? Not one penny. Become the Banker is a safe, guaranteed return of 4% plus a 1% dividend. In a nutshell, you overfund life insurance on purpose to build a tax-sheltered cash account for retirement and for loaning to yourself along the way and not losing to the stock market. BecomeTheBanker.org. You owe it to yourself to go... Go to the next seminar, becomethebanker.org. Who's laughing now? This is Become the Banker Radio Show with certified financial planner, Joseph Quijano. To participate in today's show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 
800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask to comment by email to joseph at becomethebanker.org or text to 303-880-0887. Welcome back. Now, we're, we're, we're just talking about the um, that law, the Parkinson's law, as to why people make it financially and other people fail financially. And we were talking about, you know, that a luxury once enjoyed becomes a necessity. And um, we also talked, we spoke to you about the time envelope, procrastination. And, you know, getting back to right before break, we were talking about the a luxury, what's enjoyed becomes a necessity. You know, if you go back in time, people before us, they survived without those luxuries. So we need to take hold of ourselves and not go too crazy and spend our money foolishly. We need to set, we need to have that discipline. That's what the whole radio show we begin to talk to you about is having the discipline to be able to get into a better financial position when, when you're ready to retire. Now, the next rule, besides the time envelope, besides a luxury becomes a necessity, the next one that Dr. Parkinson actually came up with was expenses will rise to equal income. Let me say that again, please. Expenses rise to equal income. Now, this is really, really important. Here's the thing. You know, have you ever put oil? Have you ever mixed water and oil? I mean, if you take a glass and, and, and you fill it up half full and then you put oil, what happens to the oil? It rises to the top, right? I want you to keep that analogy in front of you. Expenses will rise, just like the oil, to equal your income. Have you ever, ever received a pay increase? I'm sure you have. Have you ever received a tax refund? I bet you have. What happened to that money? Really, stop and think about it. What, what happened to that money? Expenses rose to equal that money. So let me say you bought a TV. You bought a car. You bought this. You buy that. So he said expenses rise to equal income. I mean, how true is that? Now, going back to the example that I gave you about the, um, about the doctors that we talked to you about. Think about that. Making over a million dollars a year. Husband and wife physicians. Their expenses rose to equal income. And they didn't really have anything worthwhile to show for. Isn't that amazing? Yet... I talked to you about that house cleaner that was able to have more liquid money than those doctors did. That's because she had that discipline to do what we're trying to teach you. 
You, you, you agree with that, Jordan? Absolutely. I mean, these simple, simple, but yet, you know, big hurdles that we're talking about here are what handicap people financially from succeeding in their retirement. It's, it's these three basic laws that Parkinson put in place that he studied. Again, I mean, he's from the 1900 era that I still could see each one of these little laws standing true in today's economy. When you look at your own you know, kind of financial world, understanding that it is easy to get caught up in this. So if we can help just avoid these three rules, you're going to be into a position that gets you so much further ahead than the average individual, individual that's getting caught up in this cycle over and over again. So what are these solutions other than just clearly avoiding you know, the time envelope and, and procrastination and clearly avoiding, you know, keeping up with the Jones or, you know, by always buying the new TV and the new car. I mean, there's obviously that makes sense to do that, but it's, you got to get a little bit deeper than that. You have to put some realistic goals and I'm talking about money goals, budgets in place. So I always say, number one, just like we said at the very beginning of the show is you have to take a gauge where you're at financially today. Whether it's good or bad, it doesn't matter. You just have to know where you're standing today. So you have to sit down, look at your budget, put, write down every single expense that you're putting out every month. And I want you to separate that with all of your debts on the other side and put every single debt, credit cards, vehicle loans, mortgages, everything on one side there as well. And Add all those numbers up together, and I want you to cross-reference that with your income. This is what we sit down every day with any client, just like my father mentioned, if they're the doctors that are making over half a million dollars or if they're a house cleaner making forty or $30,000 a year. I mean we sit down and do this exercise with everybody because we find that most people nowadays don't do a budget. And it's that simple little rule, number one, of just sitting down and see where the money goes that really opens your eyes to what we just covered with Parkinson's Law. Now, once you've figured out really what your budget is, how much money's coming in, and how much money's going out the back door, now we have to go to step number two, which is setting a realistic goal of putting yourself up. It, it, or, or setting yourself up for financial success. I always believe that you should use automatic payments. Automatic payments as well as automatic savings. This is going to help you do the whole out of sight, out of mind in the sense that when, it, in, when your check comes in the front door, you should talk with your bank. You should have it in place that every time that the money comes in there, a portion of that check or $200 or 500 or whatever you set aside should go straight into savings immediately. Immediately, day right there, not even a second should hesitate. Whatever you get into your checking account, a portion of it goes straight into savings. Now the other portion that's left in checking, this is what we're gonna be using, obviously for the automatic payments towards your regular monthly expenses. My father hit it in the very beginning that if you don't do this step right here, 
and you get caught up in the system of always just having money go straight to your checking account and funnel straight back out of your checking account, you're going to forget to pay yourself and you're not going to set any money aside. This little step, this little lesson right here of taking some of your paycheck and putting it to savings really might not seem like a huge uh, benefit to you. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of a, a lost benefit in our eyes day today because, oh, you know what? Just keep it in checking because I, you know, I won't spend it all. It's amazing that if you're able to just set that portion of money aside in the savings, you're paying yourself first. Right then and there, you are literally paying yourself first by that 10%, 15%, 20% or 25% like we talked in the beginning that you should be setting aside out of every check. Even though it's still reflected in the same account, it's almost like a uh, kind of a divider in your own eyes that this is money for me and the checking account is money for others. So it really is important to take that step of just pulling some money into your savings and keeping some of the checking. Absolutely. Jordan, let me just make a point real quickly here. You know, building wealth doesn't need to be complicated. And I think my son hit it right on the head. You know, little steps like this will help you achieve financial success. But I want you to think about it like this with me, okay? Now, you see, our government here in the United States, and I'm not sure about Canada. You may want to help me out with that. But, I mean, here, they're pretty smart, too. Because, see, whenever you're making money, if you're making money, if you go to work for an employer, they automatically take taxes out of your paycheck. Isn't, now think about it. Why do they do that? Because I will guarantee you that at the end of the year, most people wouldn't have any, any money in an account to pay their own taxes. So the government wants to get paid first. So they take it out automatically from your paycheck as a deduction. Now, that's exactly what my son was talking to you about. If you're self-employed and you're making money and you're not having an employer take money for taxes, it would be imperative for you to set up an automate, automated system through your bank to funnel some of the money to pay yourself first and the, then the other money that's left over to pay others. Be like the government. Pay yourselves first. Don't wait till the end till there's no money. Isn't that true, Jordan? Absolutely, it is. Yes. So, so go keeping that same mindset, you know, this is where, you know, I kind of lead into the third step, which is you have to give yourself, like I said, a, a realistic goal, a realistic budget goal. And with what comes with that, I believe you should give yourself little challenges. So a good challenge would be for the next 60 days, I'm not going to spend any money at buying clothes or buying shoes or, or I'm not going to spend any money going to the mall. Little, little goals like this, little, little challenges that you can give yourself. Again, I mean, you might laugh at yourself and say, gosh, this sounds ridiculous. It's trust me. It makes sense at the end. Because if you can not only set the money aside between what you should be spending for yourself and what should be going out the door to others, now you take that next step 
and in your mind help suppress your your spending habits well then we're going to get somewhere this is this is getting you in the direction of being able to have a budget that's going to work a lot of times budgets fail because they're just like diets i know me personally i've been on probably a hundred different diets throughout my life so far and i'm only 30 years old why because i like cookies I like ice cream. I like things. And people hate diets because you can't eat those kind of things. <laughs> you have to be on a beans and rice diet. You have to be on a, a, a specific keto diet. You have to be on no-carb diet. And it's discipline to yourself that sometimes you have those temptations. It's easier to break that, 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 that mold or that goal and go out and get some cookies and get some ice cream. So, so, so it is with budgets. You have to put some realistic – kind of benchmarks in place so that you know it's not impossible. And that's where I'm saying if you could give yourself these mini challenges to not spend money for 60 days for whatever you usually spend it on, that's going to help you break that habit of spending. It's going to help you build a realistic benchmark in your mind that you could obtain this actual budget. That's what we're trying to do here. Now, we're going to be going to break here again, and we just have a couple more solutions on how you can fix this. Really just minor, minor steps on getting you in the financial position that gets your foot in the right direction. It's really, it's really not that complicated. So please listen up. This is Jordan Quijano and Joseph Quijano with Become the Banker on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back with you here shortly. If what you thought to be true about money turned out not to be true, when would you like to know about it? Most of us have been taught wrong about money either by our family or friends. Our school system does not have any curriculum to teach us how money really works and how to make our money grow without risk in any economy. By tuning in to Become the Banker radio show with certified financial planner Joseph Quijano, you'll learn the truth about money and strategies to help you grow your money without risk. Are you ready to thrive financially in the economy? Listen for Become the Banker Radio Show every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific. Hello, I'm consumer advocate Tom Martino. For years, I've been telling you about a safe, secure investment that you can do for as little as $200 a month. Earnings grow tax-free. And better than that, during this recent stock market crash, they did not lose a penny. Even though investments hit all-time lows, those involved in Become the Banker are still earning their guaranteed return of 4% tax-free plus a 1% dividend. Isn't it time you at least investigate and possibly become the banker yourself? In a nutshell, you overfund life insurance on purpose to build tax-sheltered cash for retirement and for loaning to yourself for life's needs and pleasures, college, credit card debt, a mortgage. They can all be paid when you become the banker. Do yourself a favor. At least find out more. Becomethebanker.org. For the next webinar, that's becomethebanker.org. And for a video review, becomethebanker.info. It's time to take action and stop your losses. Becomethebanker.org. This is Become the Banker Radio Show with certified financial planner Joseph Quijano. To participate in today's show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You could also ask to comment by email to 
joseph at becomethebanker.org or text to 303-880-0887. Welcome back again, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, before my son covers the next two points, I wanted to just share something with you. You know, we want you to attend our free webinars. I mean, they're absolutely free, and they're packed with valuable, critical financial information. We're going to be having one tomorrow, tomorrow night at 6.30, which is Mountain Standard Time, and also, we're going to be having one on Wednesday, which is actually at 5.30 Mountain Standard Time. And Thursday of this, this, this week, again at 6.30 Mountain Standard Time. Do yourself a favor. They're free. They're educational. They're about an hour to an hour and a half long. You can watch the webinar in the comfort of your home. And you're going to be amazed at what you're going to be learning. Jordan, you want to just uh, close it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and to listen to those webinars, go to becomethebanker.org, O-R-G. And uh, that's our homepage there. And you'll be able to sign up for the next upcoming webinar, whether that be this upcoming one my father mentioned or even next month, because we do have them every month. Uh, this would be a great way for you to, to, to get into the current information and the current issues that we're facing in today's economy. So become thebanker.org, O-R-G, and sign up for the next webinar near you. Now, getting back to what we're talking about here, we're just getting through some of the solutions. We talked about, number one, setting a money goal slash budget you know that's really number one is getting yourself into a budget so we know where you're sitting today and giving yourself a realistic goal so that we know what we're really setting a budget up for you know we like to have a budget to really see where we're at but what is the reason we're trying to have a budget you got to have some kind of reason behind it some reason to keep your your budget going forward my analogy before was just like a diet a lot of times diets fail because maybe you don't have a strong enough goal that you're doing the diet for. Well, guess what? My diet's because I want to get a six pack by the end of uh, you know, winter so that I can have it for summer. That would be kind of a goal. But is that strong enough? Is that really strong enough? So it is with your money budget. Why am I putting money aside? Why am I saving money? What is my goal? Is it because I'm trying to move out and buy my own house so that my increasing landlord uh, rent doesn't keep on going up every single month? Maybe that's your goal or whatever it could be. I'm saving up for a car, college. What is your goal? Number two now is using automatic payments. I think this is crucial. A lot of times we overthink this. You know, what I mean by this is once you receive your paycheck, you need to automatically have money go to your check or to your savings account. Sorry. As soon as you see, receive money into your checking, you have to set a portion up to go automatically to your savings right when it hits your account. That little transformation of tagging it as checking versus savings is so crucial and so important because that is what earmarks it in your head as this is for me in my savings and this is for others in my checking. That needs to be clear not only in your financial statement, but it needs to be clear in your eyes as well that this is money for me and this is money for others. So checking and savings is crucial. Step number three, like I said, is giving yourself challenges. 
And this is what we talked about, little bitty challenges, 60 days out. I'm not going to spend any money for clothes. Very important. So it keeps you reminding yourself your budget. Number four is really kind of one of the same, but it's just after you've hit the 60 days, you've really created a habit. After 60 days, this goal is becoming a habit, and it's so much easier. And number five, because we're coming to the end here, I'll go a little quick, you need to reward yourself. Once you've completed your goal, you have to reward yourself. Otherwise, you did all this just for the stress and the and troubles of doing it. No, you got to give yourself the goal and the, and the reward at the end. If that is going out and giving yourself that ice cream and cookies, like I said, well, then so be it. Reward yourself. So those five little solutions can help you overcome these money barriers that we all face. I mean, it's something that we have to get past together and get into a better financial spot so that you have the ability of getting ahead financially and you have uh, the willingness to really set money aside for that discipline. So I really encourage you to review these five solutions, listen to Parkinson's law and implement them in your life and you're going to be in a much better position. So I really want to thank you guys joining our show today. Again, go to our website at becomethebanker.org for any upcoming webinars. And we're going to be on again next week covering some great topics just like we do this week and help you get into a better financial state of mind and a realistic place to build your money. Is there anything you want to add, Joe, before we leave here? Like yeah, I mean, if uh, I want to add something you know, real briefly here. If you have any questions or comments about any topic that deals with your finances or setting goals or setting a budget, send us an email. You can, you can send it to me at joseph, J-O-S-E-P-H, at becomethebanker.org. I encourage you to please go to our website, becomethebanker.org. It's loaded with information that is so critical in today's economic storm. And please attend our seminar either tomorrow Wednesday or Thursday, or actually next month. But till then, we'll see you next week. Thank you for choosing to listen to Become the Banker Radio Show. Certified financial planner Joseph Quijano will return next Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific. Until then, remember, rich people think like rich people. Poor people think like poor people. Thank you for choosing to listen to Become the Banker Radio Show. Certified financial planner Joseph Quijano will return next Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific. Until then, remember, rich people think like rich people. Poor people think like poor people.